Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ruin. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. This is a horror movie podcast. We ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for you. How you doing? I do have one thing I'd like to bring to the bring to the pod I real quick you, before please. we dive into um, our new exciting month and also check in with you. Great. Um, I was at Aruba. Mm-hmm. I have a new animal uh, that we need to put on our uh, ruined list of enemies, I oh, guess. Oh, no. Okay. Pelicans. Oh, mm-hmm. like pelicans, uh, the servants of the sky, someone would say. Like the demons of the sky. Demons. Like that neck. And they dive bomb you. Like they, they like swim around. I mean, they fly around and they're looking for fish. And when they see it, they like go super fast and super hard. Like they don't care if you're nearby. They're not after you, but they're not worried about they're you. They're not concerned about you. They are they not like, oh, I'm sorry, was this too close? They're so big. They're so large. They're large like how a horse is large. Does that make sense? Well, I not not <laughs> not literally, I hope, because <laughs> well, they're not I don't the size of a do. horse. But you know how when you see a horse, you're like, that's too big. Like what yes. I want to see is a goat. These, right. it's I'm like, sorry, I thought I was looking at a sheep. This is way too big. <laughs> this, Please this get it out of here. It's much too large. I don't like it. Um, no, made, the pelicans are large in the way that you're like, I should be seeing a seagull. Yeah. And instead I'm seeing something with like a three and a half foot wingspan. Um, they're, they're also, I mean, they're pouches, like they're, they're throats. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, and the throat is a, it, it's a problem. It's, um, I guess it's sort of nice to be like, wow, you guys don't care what you look like. You know, it's no. easier for me not to care. Okay, no. you're out here just They're looking. not doing Kybella. They're not freezing off their second chin. Exactly. Don't, no one tell the pelicans about Kybella, okay? Don't tell the pelicans about Kybella or Ozempic. <laughs> right. They, they're already, they have to, they have to literally swim, live in swamps, bogs, lakes, and the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Well, these were ocean well. ones, so they had like a. I mean, they lived in a resort, so. I guess I am jealous of pelicans, is what I'm realizing. Kind of nice life. Yeah, they don't care how they look. They live at the beach. You, you need they're like, like you want. <laughs> Nobody looks at you askance if you swallow a whole fish that you yeah. pick up by the ocean. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I just think as we move through uh, both our horror worlds and our real world, that pelicans are now. Um, Part of part they're of they're grotesque. I'm looking yes. at them now. They're simply a curse of God. Yeah, remember that like politic. Uh, I don't remember if he was European or or like Australia or whatever. Who like had that pelican? There's like the photo of him hugging it. Oh no! Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh no. god! How am I gonna find this guy hugging pelican? Okay, it does come up. Nope. Nope. No, you think it probably made it up, huh? Oh, here we go. He's a Czech. Oh wait, no. The photo I saw was uh, somebody from a Czech university holding a pelican in his arms. No, that's kind right, of fun. I'll I'll find it because it might take me a minute um, after the pod. Because um, you made it up. 
because I made it up. So then I, I, have to, I have to quick Photoshop something. Oh, oh here it is. <laughs> yeah, Czech University adopts. Yeah, he's like hu- he's like hugging it. I love this. I do too. <laughs> also, the pelican seems pretty chill about it. But yeah, those yeah. things are gigantic. Yeah, they're really large. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, it looks like it's four feet tall. Yeah, they're really well, big. Thank you for bringing this abomination so, into our awareness. Now this is part of uh, ruined, the ruined extended animal universe. <laughs> Hallie, how um, are you? I'm okay. Um, let's see. I'm still putting together my new apartment. Everything, Every new piece I buy, I immediately hate it. And yes. I'm just like, oh, I blew it, you know. Yep. And then I, I have feel to that spend way. a week being like, no, like I just bought a bright mustard-colored office chair. Oh, I love that. As soon as I got, like, I've already got too many colors. I've already got so much mm. going on. What are the other colors? Olive green, sort okay. of an orangey pink. Okay. And that's all it so far, but. I think that all makes sense together so far. I'm shooting for the moon here, Allison. Yeah, why not? Um, other than that, I'm good. Just, you know, just that moment where you're like, boy, I guess we really are going to be working until we die, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm I'm very fortunate. I, I like my job. I, I get to write jokes for a living. And even I every day get up and think, can't I just can't I be a pelican? Can I, I just much rather be a pelican? Can I just run around on the beach eating fish, scaring tourists, doing cool dives? Um, but other than that, I really can't complain. Yeah, really can't complain. Um, especially especially can't complain because this we're kicking off this month's theme. It's February, so of course it February? is. Um, uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, which, of course, means we are doing a month of the horniest Horny. horror movies we could find. And it was interesting to try to search out what the difference between sexy and horny. Because there are oh. horror movies that are sexy. Yes. But I'm going for horny. Specifically horny. And I'm I, that that takes a lot of different meanings, especially in this week's episode, or in this week's movie, um, 2014's Under the Skin. Mm-hmm. Now, had you, you heard of this movie, Allison? I, like, vaguely, like, when I was like, I was like, oh, and then I saw, like, Scarlett Johansson, I was like, this all feels kind of, but I don't really know anything about it. And yeah. Watching the trailer certainly didn't give me more information. Okay, good. Speaking of, we always like to have Allison watch the trailer. What were your thoughts about the trailer for Under the Skin? I mean, very horny. Mm-hmm. I get the horny comes across, mm-hmm. and the scary comes across. Yeah. Uh, plot did not. So, I like, it, like, the plot of this movie could be anything to right. me. Right. Okay, great. Based on what I saw. But I feel like that maybe is, like, the vibe of the movie overall. Like, there's lots of stuff going on. Yes. Um, it doesn't all like, necessarily make sense. Um, we also always like to take a baseline scary. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of a predator becoming prey? Oh. Scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. That's well, very scary. You said it. Um, there you have it. <laughs> I don't even know how to elaborate on that. That's very, like, I guess, like, that's, uh, the, something's after the pelican. Um, yes, the fish. The fish is going to eat the pelican. And I guess something could eat a pelican. What could eat it? A whale? A shark? A killer whale? It, yeah, I guess, like, what could get it? Yeah, if it was floating around on the surface, a large predatory, like, sea mammal could do it. So, like, a, a shark or a, or a whale and should a pelican try to hunt a whale, Allison? What do you think would happen? No, no. There you had it. Stay no. in your stay in your lane. Know your own personal limits. Um, uh, I love this movie. I just want to say before we get into it, I think it's Scarlett Johansson's best work. Where do you, where are you with Scarlett Johansson in terms of her oeuvre and what you think of her as a performer? 
Um, I think I've definitely, I've seen her in stuff where I'm like, she's good in this. Um, but I've also seen a lot of stuff where I'm like, she's pretty. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess like overall kind of neutral on her. No real hate, except for the appropriation of Asian roles that she. Oh my God. And she was going to play that, uh, that, uh, biopic, I believe of a trans man. yeah. Transmasculine person. Yes. And and everyone said, hey, no. hey, gal, you gotta maybe start rethinking things. I think she's just been, she's one of those people who's been so rich and famous mm-hmm. and hot for so, so long, long that sh- her connection to actually how the world functions oh, yeah. is at best a shoestring. Yes. Like, she just doesn't have it. So, mm-hmm. not that it means it's okay to, like, accept those roles or whatever, but I think, you know, she just doesn't. Doesn't know any better, I think, genuinely. Um, like a lot of famous people, I yes, think. Yes, they just, like, um, don't really know what's happening. But overall, I'm like, I could see her be good. In, I've seen her be good in stuff. And she's in The Prestige, which is one of my favorite movies of I've all time. I've never seen The Prestige. <gasps> we should, you should ruin we that should for reverse. me. Oh, it's complicated and fun with a real twist, so we should definitely do it. Okay, great. I think I know what the twist is that might ruin it, but I don't know what happens in the rest of it. And I don't really understand the twist because it doesn't make any sense. It would if uh, if we did it. So okay, good. Um, I also I just remind me of there's an SNL sketch like at the end of the year, like Colin Jost and Michael Che trade off jokes, mm-hmm. and there was a joke where the punchline was that um, they were making like a, a Rat Pack movie, and Sammy Davis Jr. would be played by Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. That's fun. Um, so under the skin, it was it's uh, directed by Jonathan Glazer and written by Jonathan Glazer and Walter Campbell. It's loosely based on the 2000 uh, novel the same name by Michael Faber, which I saw this movie in theaters when it came out. Fucking loved it. Again, one of the scariest scenes. Like overall, I really oh. enjoyed the movie, but then there's one scene in particular that I honestly got almost left the theater and really fucked Whoa. me up. You? Yeah. Um, but we'll get to it, obviously. Okay. And of course, you know, it involves a child. Like I, you know, just mm-hmm. as a heads up, don't no one's gonna be surprised by that. Um, well, I think what's interesting is that like, I, I think we'll talk about the book at the end because the book, okay, this is why, you know, look, cinema, it's a visual medium in the movie. You don't have to explain things in the way that you do in the book. You yes. know what I mean? And so I could explain the book, but it would sort of give, not give away, but you would know more. And right. then would it take away from what we're doing? I don't know. Um, before we begin, Allison, would you like to guess the twist in Under the Skin? Guess the twist. Well, since the trailer does not tell you the plot of the movie in any way, and I could not begin to sort out what's going on, I'll use right. the predator prey. And I'm going to say that Scarlett Johansson is perhaps a... Victim, like prey, that then attacks somebody who maybe she kills the woman who's trying to kill her. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's more of a like. I guess the end, but like, no, no, we'll take it. I don't know. It was just too. It's like the trailer was so like visually interesting, and it flashed mm-hmm. a lot of like the reviews and the, like the blurbs where it's like mind bending, and then it's just like a shot of Scarlett Johansson's face, and it's like craziest thing I've seen in years and then it's just like a shot of darkness and I'm like I don't know what this movie's about <laughs> um good I think that's perfect and I, I think this this really is a movie if you if if you after listening to this everyone if you feel like you could watch it I would because it is visually stunning uh I think it's the way they shot it, yeah. it's really interesting interesting and then also um there's not a ton of dialogue 
So it's going to be mostly describing things that happen. Okay. But it's very, like, quiet, beautiful, freezing. They shoot it in Scotland in the winter. Oh, gorgeous. And visually, I think it's really compelling. So um, great guess. And let us begin ruining Under the Skin. So we open on sort of a distant blue light, which grows ever brighter. And if I were to say what it evokes in me, Allison, it looks like somebody is journeying through the vast expanse of space towards sure. presumably Earth, right? Okay. And we see sort of light shift. We sort of see this, like, these lunar shapes and these concentric rings sort of shifting. And then we hear a woman's voice referred to, it's unclear to me, Basically, on IMDb, she's referred to as the female. And on um, Amazon, she's uh, termed the woman. I'm just going to call her the woman. I don't like the female. I don't like saying female. Like, it always just reminds me of, like, of of men who use female as a noun. Like, oh, I hate when females turn me down. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about us like that. Right. But I guess that is what this movie is going for. So, okay, okay, I'm going to call her the woman. Say the woman. But the the female is what we're getting at, right? She's both a woman and a female. And I do want to say before that, that I was like reading a little bit, just to get a little more context, because this is, I think, a a little bit of a subjective film, um, is that the director said uh, he wanted to make a movie, quote, more about the human experience than a gender experience. Well, baby, you shouldn't have made this movie, okay? Because this is about gender from out the yang. pretty gender-focused. From tips to tail, this is gender, baby. But what what we're supposed to take from it, I think that's arguable. But, um, yeah, I always thought that I'm like, okay, well, then you should have used a different analogy then if it wasn't that. But, anyhow. Okay. So we hear this woman's voice, and she's practicing human letter sounds. Like, in English, she's going through the consonants, and it's finally saying full words. And this woman is, of course, played by Scarlett Johansson. And we sort of, we see this dark void that sort of transmogrifies into a human iris. Meanwhile, we see the headlight of a motorcycle whipping through the Scottish Highlands at dawn in the winter. Like, this thing is going. And we see our other um, continuous character, the biker. We see the biker stop on the side of the road near, like, a big white panel van. Okay. And go into the underbrush. When he returns, he is carrying a woman's corpse, and she's kind of just slung over his arm, and he takes her to the panel van. Once inside, we're in this totally white space filled with white light, and we see Scarlett Johansson, the woman, stripping the corpse and putting on this other woman's clothes, sort of assuming her place. So she was in the van. Mm -hmm. Yes, she was waiting. So she was waiting for her moment to essentially assume this dead woman's place, right? And she looks down at the body, and we see that the eye, there's a tear that runs out of the dead woman's eye. So she isn't dead, not, or at least she's not dead in a way that we understand at this moment. But the woman, she really is unfazed by all this. And we see her lift an ant from the woman's skin, presumably when she was thrown on the side of the road. Right. And she examines the ant. Again, she's more compelled by the insect than the dead person in front of her. And we also see these, like, a lot of, like, very beautiful images that are not explained at all. So we see these sort of several lights shifting in the clouds above this rundown abandoned building where the woman is going to be staying. Are they, is it a spaceship? Is it, is it signifying something to her? Are we supposed to take something from it? Unknown. We'll never know. But it's very beautiful. I don't know. The biker drives off, and the woman gets in the panel van and hits the road. And she goes to the mall. 
And while she's there, she picks up a whole. Who wouldn't? I know, like a whole non-corpse outfit because she's wearing this woman's dead woman's clothes. Yeah, and like her tights are ripped. Like clearly, she was, I mean, murdered. Something. Yeah. Um, we see her you know, put together an outfit. She buys lipstick. She uh, get, gets like a fur, faux fur coat. She has acid, wa- acid wash jeans. And this came out in 2000. So I, I looked up, sorry. It's 2013. It was at Telluride, but then it came out in 2014. This okay. is what I would have been wearing. Like the acid wash yeah. jeans. Like Yeah, that kind of like, it's not um, like dirt bag. It's, it's not like indie sleeves, but it's like the next like fancy little, version of that. It's a little Kesha. Like, but like it's ca- a little daytime Kesha. Kesha. Daytime Kesha. Yes, daytime Kesha. Like if now she had a flower look. earrings. Yeah. And we see her, she just starts driving around looking for men. She's on the hunt, Allison. And haven't we all been there? Um, she drives through sort of a big throng of people exiting a soccer match and then goes into a, sp- a sparsely populated neighborhood. She pulls over and honks her horn. That's sort of her move. She honks her horn, starts to wave down at like a young, attractive man. And in this case, he gives her these complicated directions to the M8. He's like, I'm sorry. Is this really hard to tell you how to get there? And we think she's going to invite him into the van, but she's not ready. She's just practicing, right? Okay. So she's trying so her she's hand. Like, let's say she's like new to Earth, maybe, mm-hmm. just for the sake of uh, yes. my brain. So this is, she's just kind of like, okay, now I look like I can, I, I now I know I can talk. Now I'm going to talk to a person. Okay, now I'm going to go. Okay, got it. Right. She's building up to what she needs to do. So she started yes. putting together her skill set. She does the same thing, stops another guy. And then she's also learning to like flirt and talk and a- she's asking personal questions yes. and sort of like pushing him like, oh, are you here alone? Do you have a girlfriend? You know, but again, stops short of the man. Finally, she chats with this third man and she says to him after they chat, do you want to lift? Allison, the most interesting part of this movie, I think is for production because these are all real Scottish guys. The director had Scarlett Johansson drive around this big panel van. The reason it's so huge is there are camera people in it. Right. And so the way they're filmed is sort of like there's like a camera next to her and they're filming out the passenger side. And so their initial interactions apparently were just filmed surreptitiously. Then they would inform them if if you're interested in being this, you have to sign off. Not everybody, but these initial, um, yeah, just sort of regular guys, you know. Wow. I know. And it's really effective because they are immediately charmed. Like, she's a gorgeous I woman. Mean, she's she's so charismatic. Like, if Scarlett Johansson asked me to get with it, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. I'd be like, yeah, I'll get in. You know, I'll Wonder, kill myself. Where are we going? Yeah, you don't even go back have to, to worry mall? about that part. Yeah. <laughs> want to go to the mall? You want to, to the food hang out? I don't know. <laughs> um, she tells him, oh, I'm moving furniture for my family. Like, I have to drive to the next city. And, of course, he tells her he lives alone. We haven't done this in a while. So, it's a horror rule. Horror, horror rule, five million. Yes. And two. Never tell a stranger that you live alone. No, never. Never. Just, just if you meet a stranger, feel free to lie to them. And that's not you're, true. Lie to a stranger. Yeah, Who cares? You're basically saying like, hey, like, game on. You want to come? Ki-? Like, no one's going to stop you. No one's going to know if I don't come home. Lie right. to a stranger's face in this yeah. kind of situation. I live with 14 people, and then we all do a roll call before they, we go to bed every night. And they all have rage issues, and they can't, they're on a baseball team, so they each have a bat in their room. Um, <laughs> so that night, um, we see, she lets this guy go. But again, fighting okay. more and more, she can get information out of them, push them. That night, we see her chatting with a man named Andy. But then somebody screams his name, a girlfriend or whatever, going into a bar. So she abruptly drives off. 
Finally, we get to a man who I'm going to refer to as the first victim. Again, she lays it on thick. He gets in the van and she starts coming on to him. And he could tell he's obviously totally flattered. Yeah, of course. And she says, you know, you're so handsome. You have such an incredible smile. And he, again, you're in the, you're already in the car with Scarlett Johansson. And she tells you you're handsome. Have a nice smile. He's going home with her. Yeah. He invites her back to her place. Allison, they, this ain't no studio apartment. Okay. Uh, we're not going to see this on Architectural Digest anytime soon. It is a fucking abandoned building from the outside. Oh, cool. But luckily it's dark enough. He can't really tell. They go inside, Allison. And what's inside? A black void. And we see her sort of walk I mean, backwards, sort of luring her, him in. A void? A void. And they're walking on sort of a black mirrored surface. It reminds me of, um, have you heard of Vanta Black? Yes, I'm obsessed with the. I, I, we. Ha, it's wild that we haven't we talk, talked about Vanta Black. I feel like we may have talked about it. We it must be, have talked about it. I think it's like the funniest, scariest, weirdest thing that we have. It's so funny that we. I'm I don't obsessed know. with it. Um, it was invented by uh, Ben Jensen, and uh, it's the blackest black available. It it doesn't even show like light shadows. Like they're one of the one of my favorite images that depicts Vanta Black is somebody painted. Like a rock, like a regular rock you would find, uh, like in a yard, Vanta black, and then put it back in um, the grass, and it just looks like, like it was photoshopped oh. out. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks, it's so wild. I okay, Vanta, say no more. I know exactly what we're talking about now. And I want to say the, the um, oh yeah, so Vanta black is licensed to Anish Kapoor, the artist who did the bean yes. in um, uh, Chicago. Chicago. So I don't know what Anish Kapoor. It, it does with, with it, it, but it's very cool. I always remember when, remember when Grimes uh, and Elon Musk sort of debuted their um, relationship at the Met Gala. Oh yeah, and in her her outfit was like black and silver. And yes. afterwards, she said, "Oh, I had a Vanta black crown made, but you can't tell. It's like yeah, because you dyed your hair black. Why? What? Like the one color where you wouldn't be able to see this extremely cool accessory? Yeah, that you your hair should be made. like." White. Platinum blonde. Yeah, Platinum blonde. bright white. That would have been yeah. amazing. But or again, like red. Listen, clearly she doesn't have a lot of people around here giving her advice, okay? Grimes you know will saying? be your stylist when it comes to your next Vanta black accessory. Listen, we'll also give you uh, life advice. I mean, yeah. I know that you're dating Chelsea Manning. That seems like a huge step up. I don't know if you guys huge. still together at this point. My, my God, a step in the right direction. Um, Anywho, she, we're in a black void, Allison. We're back to the Great. void. So we're back in the void. Sorry. And she walks in front of uh, her victim and she sort of starts stripping down. And again, this Scouching has this nude for so much of this movie. And it's done in this very interesting way where like it is, it's, I feel like it's like female beauty. It's almost like objectifying, always objectifying or always like shot. Like it's an art, like your body's art, an artistic object sort of yes. like, and this is just, I don't know. It's just shot in a way that uh, it's sort of like admiring not admiring of beauty. It's almost like you as a, a specimen of mm -hmm. humanity, sort of, which okay. I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But in this case, being used in sort of a um, Venus uh, flytrap type of way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's stripping down. A siren. Following her. Exactly. A siren. And speaking of sirens, as he strips down, you know, hard dick out, he nice. starts to submerge step by step into the, the black void of oh, the yes. floor. This is in the trailer, and I was like, don't know what's happening here. Can't say I like it. 
And I'm assuming this is some sort of otherworldly technology. Yes. Because we see him. It's almost like he's slipping into water that is, again, Vanta Black. It's, yes. it's like tar or quicksand. But she is standing on the surface unaffected. Yes. And finally, he just slips below the surface. And Allison, he's gone. Into the void. Into the void. The woman ba- walks back to the van. She puts her top back on. She's going back out for more guys. In the uh, sometime later, so he's, he's just gone. He will. We'll see him later. Okay. And he's not. He's going to be in rough shape. But um, I bet for his purposes, he's gone. He's not okay. coming back to the world as he knows it. Um, we see at some point the woman standing on the shore of the ocean in this little stony inlet, which I assume like Scottish beaches. It's like there's stones. It's freezing cold. The only person swimming is a swimmer in like a full bodysuit. Okay. She's just standing there. And there's a lot of us uh, standing in this movie where she looks like a video game character, but is that's I what she see is. That. Like yeah. she is there for a mission. She's not really here to she's not here to make friends. She's here specifically to, to kidnap men and take them to the void. Um, while the swimmer comes out and he's just camping on the beach, which is kind of ideal for her because she again wants to target men who are not connected to other people. Yeah. That's so, easy. Yeah. However, there's a couple with a baby. Again, they're they're kind of just playing on the beach with the baby, and then their dog is playing in the surf. So they're the only other people on the beach. The swimmer towels off, and the woman's being really direct, like, so do you live around here? And he's thinking, I just got out of the water. I don't know you. I live in a tent, ma'am. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. I'm flattered. Yeah. Allison, suddenly they hear a scream. The couple has, the uh, wife of the couple has run into the surf because their dog is being dragged into the undertow. This, unfortunately, this beach is no joke. There's like rough surf, waves throwing like the dog and the swimming against the rocks. Mm. It's, you wouldn't go in it unless it was an emergency and you're trying to save a pet. The swimmer runs over to help and the woman just again stands there looking on. The husband of the of the couple dives in. He starts to drown. Oh, and the swimmer is able to drag him away. But unfortunately, his wife is swept away. And the swimmer, again, drags the husband out, coughing. The swimmer collapses. Allison, the husband, runs back into the ocean. And he's swept away, too. Wait, who was still in the water? The wife was swept away. Oh, the wife was swept away. And the husband had been swept away. The okay. couple is dead. The swimmer made it to shore, but he's, again, struggling. He's yes. collapsed on the stones. Allison, the woman, walks over to him, picks up a rock, and just fucking bashes him in the head. Jesus. Knocking him unconscious, and then starts dragging the swimmer's body to her van. Which brings me to the part of the movie when I saw this in theater, I almost fucking got up and left because it's so distressing. We turn and we see the couple's baby, who is 18 months old, screaming and crying in his little Scottish sweater, no. Both of his parents dead and no one else on the beach to help no. them. No. I, this, I almost, again, like, I, the first time I saw this it, is, I almost cried. That is the most upsetting thing I can think of. And the woman just gets in the van and drives back to her place. As if that wasn't bad enough, Allison. That night, the biker, who we sort of realize is her cleanup crew, right? He's sort of, whatever her... her Sure. Her function is he's sort he's of behind her, kind of like making sure there's no no one could figure out where the void is, I guess. Exactly. You know, and it does offer a lot of questions where it's like, whose plan is this? Is this the best way to go about this? Yeah. Like it seems like a lot of legwork for not that many guys. Yeah. 
But the void wants what the void wants, right? Is the void their boss or their workplace? I think the void <laughs> is an elevator to their home planet. Oh, we can get okay. into that. But I like it. Actually, what makes more sense? The void could be their boss. Yeah, I like true. it. Right. That makes sense. The okay. void could be their boss, but the void wants what it wants, Allison. Yeah. And we'll put that yeah, in fight the void. That's fun. Um, he avoid goes back, the void. Avoid the void. <laughs> Allison, the biker, goes back hours later in the middle of the night, packs up the swimmer's tent, his belongings, covering up the fact he ever existed. The baby is still on the shore in the middle of the night. The tide is coming in, and the baby is still screaming and crying. Does the biker see the baby? He does, Allison. He doesn't care. He only serves the void. Oh, no. And we see a close-up of the baby, like, distraught, again, in his little sweater. And he's trying to, like, get up and move, but he he's too he's small. He's 18 months old. He's too little. He can't really. He's on rock. So it's not even like he could walk. He could oh, move anywhere. so upsetting. The biker leaves the baby there. Um, that night, we see the woman follows the man to a random club, gets out of the van, you know, sort of. There's this really wonderful moment because I, I just, I... I do feel like as a woman, one of the nice things about our experience is getting to meet so many wonderful drunk women in uh, the bar bathroom. Yes. What a fun it is slice of life. You know what I mean? A special, it is special. There is something where it's like all of a sudden, like you feel you're in a safe space mm-hmm. for like, to, like both like from, you know, possible violence, but also just like you can tell somebody anything in there. Like- yeah, and people are just loose, and it's it's sort of like that's sort of what the purpose serves. I also don't want to say like only women. Uh, you know, again, no, I no, want no. to be conscious of, of course, everyone listening who's not binary. Fem people. If you are using a wi- a women's bathroom, it's usually like that's the space that provides these kind of like I don't know. I'll see like it's like where I'll first also go to compliment somebody and be like, okay, wait, yes. love this. Yeah, like, there's a level of intimacy to it with strangers that is really nice. It's I like don't the, know. the group fitting room at Lowman's. Like, you're all in this together. <laughs> right. Um, the woman is sort of overwhelmed by the club, as you can imagine, because the tr- club is like the most human thing we've seen. Like, the, everyone's dancing, everyone's drinking, like, people are screaming, people are getting in fights. Yeah. Like, like I don't even like work for the down. void. Like, I yeah. don't even work for the void, and I find a club overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And she runs out of the dance hall and into a slightly less madcap area where people are drinking. And this guy approaches her and says, hey, let me buy you a drink. I I saw you come in all alone. I'm all alone. And he tries to get her to dance, Allison, but aliens cannot dance. No. We know that about them. So she's just standing there. But soon it's time to get down to business, which we ask the question, your void or mine? The man from the club is in the void and is sort of dancing in place drunkenly as the woman strips down now to her underwear, taking off more this time. And again, sort of walks backwards in front of him. Him and his hard dick disappear under the Mm -hmm. surface of the void, which again solidifies. So we see this time, Allison, what's underneath the void. Oh, no. The man looks up and we see... Scarjo walking over him as if he's okay. underwater. He could breathe. He's just sort of floating in right. a blue lit space. Okay. Allison, he looks up and sees her previous victim also suspended in the void and his skin is looking real loose. Allison, what would you do in this situation? 
would you do? Now, when you say his skin is looking loose. Sure. Mm-hmm. Happy to clarify. Could you clarify looking a little loose. bit? Looking like you know it's how your hanging. skin's tight? Your skin's tight to your body? Yes. It's looking a little loose. Places. Right. Okay. No, no, no. I just mean like it's it's, it's contained it's con- in your body. Yes. It is like stuck to tissue that is stuck to tissue that is stuck to tissue. Yeah. It's holding in all your goo, right? Your goo so and your organs. So this is more like he's a little... Like, like if you if he was like soaking no in water, sort of like if you soaked a body in water for a long time. Okay, the skin gets like um, puffy and sort of like like his whole body looks like he well he has been submerged in the void. So okay, okay. Um, does that help you answer the question? What would you do in this situation? No, but I was just curious as to what loose meant. Um, I mean, is he like paralyzed in there? That- Seems like he does sort of uh, what I would say silently scream. So we see his mouth open, but he makes no sound. I mean, I don't think you could do anything. I don't think there's much to do. Like that's part of this thing about this movie. I don't know what you could do about it. You can't even. You can't even kill yourself. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, we've really thwarted you, haven't we, Allison? You can't Finally even found kill the yourself. One movie where you can't take. Yeah. The horror movie easy way out. Um, you can't even kill yourself. Yeah. I guess you get, I guess, I guess wait. Um, I, I guess I would wait. <laughs> and I would too. I would try to swim, but it doesn't seem like you're able to really yeah, go exactly. much of anywhere. And where yeah. would that be, I guess? I I mean, maybe I would try and use a piece of clothing to strangle myself if, if, if you could move that much, but it doesn't feel like you can. Also, I'm so sorry to tell you, both these gentlemen are nude. Are nude, right. So you don't even have an apparatus to do that. I guess if you could strangle yourself with your own dick, but it just seems, it seems no like one a seems losing up to the task. Yeah. I mean, and, and who could blame them? Yeah. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Allison, we see the man silently scream. And like a magic trick, and there's even like a a snap or like a pop sound. Uh The other man's skin, the one with the loose skin, is suddenly empty. His insides have snapped away, leaving him sort of a windsock version of himself. And we see his uh, his empty skin drift in the void like seaweed on a wave. No. Then, Allison, we see what no. I would describe as a river of gore, a vis, uh, like a a, a, a a a shoot filled with viscera, a human oh. slurry being okay. sort of sucked down. Um, a slide like, um, like in the in a void, a different void, or, or, or I'm not okay, sure. Okay, so this is like another, perhaps another room of the void. <laughs> yes, let's see the next stage of the void. The, the in so we're to presume the inside of the man is, has been has turned into 
sort of a viscous soup. Sure. And is being slurped towards a bright red light, which to your point could be the void, which could be her boss. Who's to say? Yeah, he seems in charge. Sorry, she. In the morning, this this has been, this is like, this serves to be a, a sort of pivotal moment in the woman's ex- experience on Earth. So we mm-hmm. see her waiting in traffic in the van, always driving, which would be the worst part of this. Like, God. Seducing and killing men, difficult morally. Driving a huge van through Scotland, genuinely right. couldn't do it. I'd just be scraping other, I would have been arrested. I'd be in prison. Yeah. Yeah, and also just like, you know, we're human. So like we have music and podcasts and things to listen to. She's just driving. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, that's a great point. We see her stuck in traffic and there's a knock on the door and there's somebody selling roses. And she rolls down the window and the guy says, oh, the man in the other car bought you a, a rose. And the guy waves at her. And when the flower seller hands her the flower, she looks and there's blood on her hands. And she she looks up at him and he has a cut on his hand. Okay. And it is the first time that she has seen blood. Oh. And it is the first time seemingly she ever even contemplated that there could be something inside of a human. Like blood. Right. And this really... Because she hasn't seen... Right. The human smoothie... Exactly. Okay. She hasn't even had a little sip. It doesn't seem like it. Mm. Doesn't seem like it's for her. It's for the void. Yeah, the void is feasting on that. Um, again, the void wants what the void wants. And to your point, I think this again, this moment signals sort of her entrance into human life because then we hear her okay. listening to the radio. We've never heard her listen to the radio before. Okay. Yes, she is becoming her. in her realization sort of more interested in humanist. Allison, yes. she's listening to the radio. She hears a report about the missing couple and their son. A man's body has been found washed up on a beach near our broth. His wife and child are reported missing. The police say the body has been identified as 36-year-old Kenneth McClelland from Edinburgh. And he searches on for his wife and their 18-month-old son. Okay, so baby missing. Baby, presumably the high tide came and got the baby. Aww. I know. I don't like that. For the first time, Allison, we've seen her look at men... Over and over again. Like, we're, yes. we're watching yeah, men yeah. as they walk. For the first time, we see her watching women. So we're sort of watching, like, ladies go, sh- ladies be shopping. She's watching them go and shopping. Ladies be shopping. And I think, again, to identify herself with them, sort yeah. of outside of her project and what she's been programmed to do ostensibly, she drives another guy um, back to her place, and he's complimenting her, but she's listening to the radio. She's honestly too involved with the radio to even engage with him. Who among us hasn't been in that position? <laughs> and it's starting to throw her off her game to the point where she oh. brings this guy home during the day for the first time. And he still goes in because, again, it's still Scarlett Johansson. It's still Scarlett Johansson. It's like, I don't care. This building's abandoned. Like, she's so hot. <laughs> but it's the day so we can see. It's like, oh, so you live in an abandoned church or something? Like, if this isn't good, but I'll still fuck you here. Are there windows on this building? There are, and they are intact, but they, it looks decrepit, and we walk inside. Well, but I guess like, by the time you're inside, it's too late. But, like, you look at the building during the day. Mm-hmm. It windows like Vanta Black? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're seeing much. You're right. You don't see through the windows. So, I guess that's okay. by design. Could but then, like, she too. opens the door, and it's, like, it's just void? It's just void. It's so, just I think void. we're to think by the time you, she opens the, the door, it's kind of already done. Okay. Yeah. But they're already kind of on that path. 
yeah. no longer possibly conscious? Um, it's a great question. A great question that I simply don't know the answer to. Great. But I actually, I say that because we will, I don't think that they could get out of there without her help. So I think once she opens the door, it's done for unless she decides to do something differently. Will she? Okay. We'll find out. Interesting. Um, after this, because she's been getting a little sloppy, the biker meets up with her and they don't speak, but he sort of examines okay. her and glowers at her while she puts on lipstick and he examines her face and almost seems to lean in to kiss her before walking off into the void himself. So I think he's sort of inspecting her. Shit where you eat. Don't have sex with your coworkers. Don't, like, um, <laughs> fortunately, they don't, I presume, because okay. he's also an alien. Yeah. She proceeds to get more and more sloppy. She's getting sloppy with the project of being a, appearing as a human woman to the end of the project, right? We see her walking on the sidewalk. She trips and falls, and a man and an elderly couple rush to help her up. She's dazed. She's, like, sort of out of it. She's looking at everyone. She's saying, like, elderly women be- talking to each other people delivering packages, people pushing their babies in strollers. And we see for the first time, like she's experiencing this through a new color. So we've seen the red of the um, the, vo- the the human juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen the blue of the void. And this is the first time seeing all like the crush of humanity. We see this really warm golden light. Mm, sort of like a beehive of activity. And we hear like women laughing with their friends. And I think this is again, like her entrance into this new experience of identifying with these people who she's been uh, just sent here to uh, kill, you know? Yeah. Murder city. That night, a group of men attack the van, like drunk guys trying to get inside, trying to talk to her. And she stares at them blankly before driving off. And here's what I wrote from predator to prey, baby. Um, I think it's sort of like we're seeing her as she mm. engages with humanity. It's like, also she is, she is vulnerable. More vulnerable. Yeah. She's seeing her own vulnerability to a certain degree, but maybe not understanding it yet. Mm -hmm. Clearly behind on her murdering schedule, the woman pulls over to talk to a hooded man who agrees to a ride. And once he gets inside, we see he has a facial difference. Um, This role is played by an actor I've seen in other things, Adam Pearson. He has neurofibromatosis, which is facial tumors. Okay. Um, The role on IMDb is called The Deformed Man, which I will not be referring to him as. Like, just give his character a name. Yeah. But on Amazon, he's called The Hooded Man because when he's wearing a hoodie, when she picks him up. Yeah. That's where we're going to go. Have other people gotten in the van? Yes. Yes. That's how they've been getting to the void. Yeah. She's always drove them home. You know, like, one guy she met at the club, but one guy she just, she picked up when he was giving him a lift and, and told him he was handsome. So a lot of, every man has been getting in the van. So this one, again, seems like it's going to be no different. So um, trying to make conversation, the woman immediately starts talking to the hooded man, asking him, like, why are, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to Tesco. I'm just going shopping. She asks him, why you shop at night? And he says, people are ignorant. And through their conversation, he admits he doesn't have any friends or a girlfriend. Which, again, you can't be telling strangers that. No. I mean, again, even beautiful no. strangers who are giving you a ride, you got to keep things a little close to the vest. Yeah. And I think it's like we're, what we're supposed to draw from it is like he's had a, he has been dehumanized by the people around him because of the yes. way he looks. Yes. She's been given her humanity based entirely on how she looks. Yes. Especially by other men thinking, well, based on how this person looks, they can't be a threat to me. Yes. 
And so I think we're saying like she's trying to she's moving towards humanity mm-hmm. and he is someone who has been ostracized from humanity. But then that also makes him more guarded in a way that he in this situation should be. Yes. So he starts she starts putting okay. like her yes. regular press on him and he says, I'm just want to go to Tesco. I don't know what this is. Yeah. I, I don't like you're coming on so hot and heavy in a way that yeah. another man would take as like just sexual. Like, yes. For him, he's like a little more distrustful and a little. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, Allison, she turns on that ScarJo charm. She tells him, you have beautiful hands. And that kind of gets him. He's like, okay. She stops the car and he says, this isn't Tesco's, is it? No. I noticed you looking at me before. I liked it. And he says, that's okay, cool. I really just want to go grocery stop, grocery shopping. And he's, she tells him, have you ever thought about being with a girl? And obviously, like, this is a more complicated seduction. But it, yes. she's, like, really, like, getting off on having to work for it, basically. Mm-hmm. And engaging with him in her way. And she takes one of his hands and puts them on her face. And then on her neck. And again, this guy, they were watching. You're like, you know, in any other situation, this is hot. Like, the, the way that she's going to go about yes, this. Of course. In this, like, very slow way. But of course, then that horror movie music comes on. And you're like, well, this guy's in for a world of hurt in the void. And finally, she tells the hooded man, you know, my place is about 30 minutes away. Will you come with me? He doesn't explicitly say no, but we see him sort of touch the skin on his own hands. Thinking, all right, well, I guess these hands work, baby. It's Unfortunately, happening. she brings him back to the void and they strip down and he says, it's cold. And she tells him, don't worry, we won't let this stop us. And she strips down more than she normally does. She gets totally naked. And he asks her, dreaming? And she replies, yes. Yes, we are. And of course, we see him walking and sinking under the void as a completely nude woman walks backwards away from him. And she looks up and we see a completely black figure standing unilluminated in, it's almost like black on black, the figure of a black figure watching her. I don't like that. Later, we see um, uh, we see him. Uh, we see the woman. She's now fully dressed. She's walking down the stairs to leave. It seems like it's the same night, like a couple yeah. hours later. But then she sees her own appearance in a sort of filthy mirror hung on the wall, and she examines her own face in the darkness. And she has this open mouth look of disbelief or horror at sort of her own face. Had she not seen it before? I think she's or is yeah, it just, she's just a different it. yeah okay. like because she buys makeup at the mall like she looks at herself oh, right she yeah, the she makeup bought, yeah. Before. malls are full but of mirrors I think what she's making the connection is again it's a humanizing she's having a humanizing yes. moment where it's sort of oh people can't tell that I'm not human because of how I look and this person who I just put into the void has had this totally different experience based on his how he looks yes Allison we see the front door of her hovel open and the hooded man who is totally nude but still alive, walks out. Excuse me? The the, the hooded man is alive. She has released him. Okay. Oh, she has made that choice. Yes. We see her bolt past him into the van and peel away. What we understand is... Normal, conscious, or we don't know yet. He's he's, just walking. He's distressed. I don't think he... I don't know if he has no memory. We do not get any... We don't find out what he thinks of what happened. Okay. We just see him walking, still nude, sort of in the early dawn through a field back towards town. Freezing fucking cold. 
Unfortunately, Allison, while the woman may have made the decision to let him go, we see the biker hit the road wherever the biker gets his biker alerts yeah, he's from. hanging around, yeah. Coming to solve the problem. And we see the biker get to a house in town and just punch out the window of a car in a driveway, reach inside and pop the trunk before grabbing the hooded man just as he makes it from the field into whatever person's backyard. Maybe it's his house. Yeah. But he gets into the yard. The biker grabs him, throws him in the trunk as the neighbor watches from her window. And the biker turns and the neighbor locks eyes with them. And I don't know what the, I took the intimation to be that the biker's going to come back and kill that woman too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, that makes the most sense. Like no witnesses. Yeah. Regardless, the woman is off her game. We see she's off her game. She released one of her victims and now she's on the run. So she basically has to put distance between her and the biker because if the bikers clean up everything else, he's going to clean up her. He's going to clean her up. Yeah. So she drives into the Scottish Highlands. And again, these like very beautiful visuals. She stops when the fog is so thick, she can't see the road. And then she just gets out and she basically runs through the fog. And then she emerges to the other side, which again, I take as her emergence into wanting to have a human life. Yes. Or attempting to have a human life. Whatever that could look like for her. We then see her at a cafe. I think you would have loved this scene. She gets a piece of cake. Cake. We haven't seen her eat. As far as we know, she doesn't eat. Right. But she wants to try it. Everyone seems to love cake. Who would have wanted to try some cake? She takes a bite and immediately loudly vomits it back up onto her plate. <laughs> like to the other patrons' horror, like hearing this woman just, and she ralphs it up and then she just like stares at the plate. Again, disappointingly. Um, in her haste, it would be a bummer to not be I able know. to enjoy cake. And, and it is, I ask the question, like, so what, if you were, if you're not here for this mission, you want to be a human, you want to engage with human pleasures, what pleasure is available to you? Like, what can you actually experience? Right, if, if she isn't, right, because, like, we don't know what's going on inside of her. Exactly. Um, in her haste to run from Chateau Void, the woman has left her for, faux fur coat. So now he's just walking around this little town in Scotland in, like, a bright pink top and jeans and boots. And we see her just walking, again, like a video game character down the road. And a man tells her the bus will be along in a minute. And she turns on a dime and sort of robotically sits at the bus stop. While on the bus, the bus driver tells her, girl, you got to get a coat. It is fucking freezing, freezing up here. I don't even know how you get up here without a coat. But again, she's not really interacting. Right. In the, in, she's not, we've seen her be charming. Now she's kind she's of. She's kind of off. Off yeah. bus. Um, meanwhile, the guy who also told her directions sits behind her and says, can I help you? Do you need help with anything? Are you okay? Assuming, I, as I would, this person was in a car Needs accident help. or just had something right. traumatic happen to them. Yeah. Has no coat. But the bus driver tells him, like, she doesn't want your attention. Get away from him. Chase yourself, Dafty. Leave the last year alone. She doesn't want you today, But finally, the guy on the bus asks her, do you need help? And the woman turns to him and says, yes. The guy on the bus is, we're going to call him the quiet man. Okay. The quiet man takes the woman back to his place, which is a very cute little apartment and like a development in this town. He takes her to the drugstore. He gives her like his leather coat and he stocks up on like shampoo and products. And we get this reversal where, you know, sort of she's lured Ben to her place and now she's following him to his place. But in every window of this development, we see like the neighbors, a little child peeping out, all this humanity humanity all around her. Yeah. Um, inside the woman returns his coat and they watch like a goofy British comedy 
while they eat beans on toast. Well, the man eats beans on toast and the woman just sort of stares at the screen, yeah. you know, it, ignoring the food. The quiet man puts on music and does the dishes. And as she watches, he starts tapping his foot to the music and she tries to tap her finger to the music. But again, it feels so deeply alien. Like it's, yeah. it's so foreign to her. And that night she sort of stands awkwardly in the room, not really knowing what's going to happen. Fortunately, the quiet man is a decent person. He brings her a cup of, cup of tea and he takes out a space heater and he tells her good night. So again, she had this, she as a predator is now having this experience of, okay, well, somebody's treating me as a human. Yes. And I killed all those guys, you know. A little regret, maybe. And in sort of the glow of the space here, we see the woman examining her body. And again, in a slightly different way, we're sort of like her, her now it's hers in a certain way. Yes. It is so smart of these aliens to figure out a way to do full body laser hair removal. I mean, honest to God. Oh, God, I mean. If and also, only, Yeah. If only we had that access all the time, easily, and without spending tons of money and being in pain. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. I will say, if anyone lives in LA and knows a place that they like hair removal or even electrolysis, please let me know. I feel like it's hard when you look up places, like, most of the reviews are fine, and then it's like, she burned my face off! Yeah, You know, right. like, I, I don't know. You need a personal recommendation. Yeah, so if anyone has one, if you live in LA, please let me know. I'd love to have hear it. Um... And again, like her, her nude in this movie so many different times, but again, not in a titillating way, just sort of a, like the reality of the Existence. body yeah. in a way that I think is really interesting. And there was some review where they're saying like, it's crazy that no one talks about how she's naked in this movie. Yeah, because it's not shot in a, like an exciting, objectification. Yeah. way. It, it really is. It's almost like her, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, as a woman where it's like, you're, you objectify yourself to a certain point, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't, but that's sort of only part of it. Like, it's like, how do you look at yourself? Um, which yes. I think is, she's sort of doing for the first time. Um, unfortunately, Allison, we thought we were bad enough with one biker on her tail. There are now three bikers. So we see oh, no. three bikers up at like a rest stop and they each peel off on a different part of the highway, which I thought was interesting where it's like, how did you know? Like, I guess maybe the void alerted you when she let the hooded man go. Yeah, I'm sure. Versus well, what it, the, I mean, I guess the dark figure could be someone who's got, like, a cell phone or something. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, does, does a dark figure have a cell phone? To call does the, the other bikers? Does the void have GPS? Right. And she did abandon the van. So we, there probably was something in the van, but she's yes. loose from the van, so they probably can't track anymore. Okay, right. so it's probably the van. Okay, smart on her part, again. The next day, the woman and the quiet man, they take a walk in the woods. Again, it's so gorgeous. Like, Skylar, it's like, you see people ride by on horses, and he picks her up and carries her over a puddle, like, comedically romantic, yes. as they walk <laughs> to, like, a castle ruin to take a tour. Um, As we walk, as they walk down from the ruin, the woman stops, and she's sort of terrified. It's like this extremely windy spiral staircase. They have to go at a really sharp angle, and also she's in heeled boots. Oh, God, heeled the- boots. Nothing worse for I know. A chase. The quiet man helps her and he's showing her kindness and she accepts and they walk down and he tells her, it's okay, it's okay. And I, you know, it's like, wow, can, a, can an alien find love with a quiet man of the Scottish Highland? Or really is it about her finding herself? No. Unfortunately, she doesn't have a lot of time to figure that out because the biker nope. is on his way to find her. The main himself. one? The main, the main biker, okay. yes. He is, is narrowing in. It's not a big country, you know. No. No, you could cover it pretty Three bikers? Quickly. Come on. Yeah, come yeah. on. I got it all under lock. And that night, the woman is like, I, well, let's do this. The woman sort of, she's very awkward. 
like leans her face forward and the quiet man kisses her, her first kiss. He touches oh, her right, face. She didn't actually like hook Never up with any guys. of these yeah. guys. Yeah. And so they get into her, her bed in her the guest room and he's taking her clothes off. And at first she's sort of lying there, but then they kiss and she's even smiling. Like it's not a full grin, but she's like clearly like yes. having a pleasurable Enjoy. experience. Yes. And he takes off her underwear. But when he goes to, how do I put this? Put it in. She bolts up, shocked, and basically hurdles to the end of the bed and grabs a table lamp and looks between her legs. Allison, don't you hate it when you're about to have sex with someone and you realize, oh my God, I have a vagina. Yeah, that's always a tough moment. It is a shock every time. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. Allison, she didn't know. Oh my God. She simply right, why didn't know. Why? Oh, man. So she's walking around. Not only is she hairless, but it's not like she hasn't even had to deal with, like, oh, peeing, no. menstruation. But none oh, of this. Oh, no. Absolutely Heaven. not. Probably didn't have to change her underwear. Like, I, what a life, truly. Right. Wow. So the quiet man obviously is like, it says, uh, are, are you okay? And the woman stands up and is so flummoxed that she just sort of stares at the wall at the curtain. And in the morning... She, uh, understandably, Allison, sex is awkward in that kind of situation. She does yeah. what you and I have done a million times, Allison. Run out of the man's house in the rain into the forest. Yes, of course. get away. As you end most uh, trysts. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to run in the forest in the rain. So she's alone. Be- again, beautiful green forest, raining. Allison, she hears a branch snap. And we see a logger in a fluorescent coat step into the trail and stop the woman. And he starts chatting with her. He's like, oh, there's all these trails. You got to stay to the trails. Are you here alone? The way he's talking to her is how she Gosh. talked to all those guys. Wow. Okay. Yes. Like talking and getting info, extracting information from them. And he's doing that with her. She's not giving him much, but like she's clearly a terrified, soaking wet woman alone. Yes. Meanwhile, Allison, the biker bears down on the forest she's in and we see him whipping down the road. Allison, I got to ask you at this point, who? We'll survive. Who will survive? Well, um, I hope the woman survives in whatever survival means for her. Maybe engaging more with humanity and, like, doesn't go back, like, leaves the life of the void behind and possibly goes out and lives in the world. Um, who else is left? Um, the quiet man. The quiet man. Okay. Um, I think he'll survive. And I think the biker and the other two bikers will die. And what about the void? Do you think the void will survive? I think the void will survive and will live on in eternity. Um, I think you got me there. I think that's um, the void, the un- indestructible void. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what would even, if it collapsed in on itself, like it's already Vanta Black. It's already a void. Yeah, exactly. It's already a void. The void's going to void. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. 
and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. We see the woman sort of stumbling through the forest until she finds, I believe it's pronounced bothy, which is a concept that in America, we, I, I mean, I'm sure that these kind of places in America, we just, we wouldn't be able to really handle ourselves. Is this just like an unlocked cabin where people can stay? So it's just sort of like pretty sparse inside with some benches and then a platform uh, where you could put, sort of put your, either big enough for a tent or just put your um, sleeping bags. Okay. But it's, if you call it inclement weather, that's what you have. We see the woman fall asleep. We see this beautiful shot of her sort of asleep as the trees blow in the wind and sort of like she's sort of overlaid in the natural world. Unfortunately, okay. Allison, she wakes up to find the logger groping her leg. Obviously. He has, of course, followed her. She leaps up and runs out of the bothy into the forest. And we see her genuinely terrified. And I think, unfortunately, in some ways, it's like this is her being finally human. And in yeah. this way that it is being afraid and being pursued as a woman. Yep. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty human experience. Right. Which is so fun. That's why I was like, really? You're not, this is about a human experience, not a gender experience. Well, uh, right. uh, maybe that you should have cast a human that wasn't a woman. I don't know yes. to tell you. It's sort of imbued in the storyline here. Um, she runs into the forest. She hides in a pile of like uprooted trees and, and branches, waiting, listening. And when it sounds like it's all clear, she starts to walk again, only to hear okay. another branch snap. No. Allison, she sprints and she makes it to the road. Unfortunately, she doesn't know what a logging, she doesn't know that he's a logger or why he's right. there. So she runs up to a logging truck, jumps inside. It's, we obviously it's his the guy's truck. Obviously. She don't know that. She don't know. She doesn't know what logging is. Yeah. She looks up and she sees the guy emerge from the woods and accidentally hits the horn. She has to leap back out of the cab and run in the woods and he chases her down, Allison. Oh, no. And he Woman. unfortunately grabs her, throws her to the ground, and he's sort of, she's fighting. And I, I kept thinking, they should have given her an alien gun. You know what I mean? She yeah, should have some, some kind sort of, of weapon. Like, ray gun thing. Laser eyes? Anything, Unf really. Unfortunately, he's he's being incredibly rough with her and he unzips her coat and starts pulling off her pants and he tears her shirt and she's able to sort of roll over and kind of crawl away. And when he looks at his hands, they're covered in black. And he stands up and we see that not only has he ripped her clothing, he's ripped the back of the woman's entire skin suit, which is now separating in the back. Is she in a Vanta black? Is she made of void? She, well, she is the pitch dark figure. So she is pitch dark underneath, pitch black underneath. And he sprints off while she so, holds the back of her head together and sort of falls to her knees. So, so when we saw the dark figure watching her, different dark figure or her watching herself kind I of think enact was, humanity? I think it was her watching herself, but also okay. it could be another alien. Right. And uh, who's to say? Because they, I think the idea is they all, so we see her finally pull off her human suit, sort of from the waist up. And she has a completely blank. Centaur style. Face, yes. <laughs> and um, she, yeah, Vanta Black from the waist up, human woman from the waist down. Or Winnie the Pooh, really. <laughs> and she turns her face over to stare at it. And we see the face is still like crying and blinking. So when we saw the woman at the beginning, we see her cry and you think, oh, she's still alive. I think we're to think the that this is, the suit acts independently. 
So her suit is crying and blinking without her at all. Okay. Unfortunately, Allison, as she examines her own face in her hands, the logger returns and douses her with gasoline. I mean, I that I I understand you're where gonna the logger, side with the logger at this point. Come if on. You encountered someone no when you accidentally like you would not assume like oh this is a person i have to protect you'd be like this is from another thing this is not, like this is a danger to me and everybody around me i would have doused in- it in gasoline that's not know. really my vibe yeah but like i, I, I yes and i wouldn't do that because also it seems like a lot of work but i understand the instinct to be like this it- is probably an enemy and needs to be destroyed wa- rather than this is a woman with something strange going on. Okay, but if you were just trying to rape this person, I oh, think right, right. It, I forgot it is that wrong to then try to light them on fire with I gasoline. forgot that he was Call also pursuing me, her. Allison. Call me fair, crazy. Fair, 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 fair. Um, she tries to run, of course, but it's too late. He throws sort of, I don't know whether it's lighter. He, he throws a lighter. Something. And it hits the gasoline, and she is consumed in flames. Oh, no. And she essentially tries to sprint and she makes it into a clearing and collapses while the logger runs away back to his truck. And on a distant peak, the biker surveys the horizon. And we see finally, we cut back to this burning heap of flesh and bone and smoke fills the air as snow starts to fall and we close out. And I realized at this point when I was writing my notes that I had started to think the phrase under the sea to the tune of under the skin. Under the skin. Life ain't much better. Your skin is a sweater. Take it from me. The point <laughs> of what I'm saying is, that's the end. Wow. So. Uh, uh-huh. Let's get into it. What happened at the end? She I mean, died. I, you told, you told, okay, so she died. But like, she is died. there like another, like with the understanding that like, another will come along to, like, pick up the sled. Like, she was just kind of, like, a vessel. I think I'm getting, she's... I'm getting Westworld. Um, yeah, I think she's an employee. I think she's an employee okay. of the Void. She is disposable to the Void in the way that these men are dispos- disposable to her. The biker is... will come and get her remains and then set up the next person to, for the job. Okay, so, like, and, like, maybe seeing the tear on the first corpse... Is probably like, oh, by the time, like, you can recognize humanity in yourself, you're already, like, it's already over. Like, this has to be the end. Okay. Okay. Because right. the implication, I think, is that, that that woman, too, that's what happened to her. That's why yes. she died, is because yeah, she that's, became that's fully human. Sense. Okay, but what happened to the quiet man? Or the hooded man? Wait, no. Look, which one? The quiet man, she just left his house. He's totally yeah. fine. She just ran away. The same, And the hooded man, we presume that the biker killed just, him. Because we saw oh, the biker right. throw him in the trunk. I don't, oh, we don't see right. what happened, okay. but you know it ain't good. I was mixing them up. Yes. Okay. Got it. Oh, no, okay. no. Um, well, and that's why I wanted to say, go back. So the novel, uh, 2000 science fiction novel, Michael Faber, which I really enjoyed. It's much more explicitly, the protagonist is named, her name is Isserly, and she is an alien. And yeah. she is sent to Earth by, is again, per Wikipedia, but this is also what does happen. Sent to Earth by a rich corporation on her planet to kidnap unwary hitchhikers. Okay. To uh, fatten her, she takes them back to her sort of a farm where she works. Then uh, the the humans are raised as cattle, mm-hmm. um, and and sold for human meat, 
which is an extremely expensive delicacy on her home world. Okay, yeah, because I was wondering, like, what are we doing with the human soup? I think the idea is, like, they are for the rich alien elite. This is sort of yes. their version of, um, uh, what's Veal. the name of the- yeah, like, what's that really expensive? Kobe beef. This is Kobe their beef. Kobe beef. Yes. So she's hunting them down specifically for aliens to consume. Now, I like that the, the movie didn't make it as clear as that, because I think you can then yeah. sort of infer a lot of really interesting, fun things. Yes. But in the book, that's what it is. But then okay. in the book, she also starts to have this experience of, you know, um, should should these people be consumed? Should we be right. hunting them? Am I doing the wrong thing? You know, and eventually has these experiences, you know, with with humans in a way that starts to humanize them to her. Okay. So same general idea, but yeah. again done in a, in a, a artistic yeah. way with a lot a little more new not nuance, but like a vagary. Yeah. Um that I think it's really fun. Uh yeah, I don't know. And I think it was interesting to have him be like, I don't want this to be a gender story. It's like, man, I don't know what to tell you. Like Yeah, you made it pretty explicitly about a woman and the and a very like distinctly female experience when it comes to interacting with people, but you know, yeah, and sort of the idea of again, you know, we're we're not men, so I can't really speak right. to it. But as a woman, you're sort of taught to be again afraid at all times, which yes. has a lot of downsides. Yeah, it um, does. But one of the upsides, or really the only upside, is you wouldn't get into a van with somebody just because they were hot. But then again, people nope. do. I don't know. It's like. You you know we, we we punish people for becoming victims. Yes. Um. In situations where it's like, well, if I was drunk enough, who knows what I would have done? Yeah. You know. Right. And this is maybe a morbid thing to think about, but I, you know, I'm you know I'm always on one. But yeah. I, I, it really made me think of um. There's like a TikTok trend that I saw recently where it was seemingly white cis women who were making um folders of like their hair. Oh yeah. Or their fingerprints. In case they like disappeared, and you know what's so, I I have some political thoughts about this as well. Obviously, I have yes, many. But it's like the way in which we vilify queer and trans people specifically, especially right now, like calling queer yes. and trans people groomers and groomers, pedophiles. Yeah, right. The reason that there is room in our culture to do that, and anyone would believe that because it's you wouldn't any sensible person wouldn't believe that because it's right. fucking it doesn't made make up. Any sense. It's propaganda yeah. against us. But the reason that we have that space for that to happen is because we as a society cannot deal with the fact that the people who are going to hurt us as as women are most likely people we know. Yes. So I saw that folder thing and I was like, honey, I got bad news. Like, obviously, Ted Bundy— Your boyfriend has your fingerprints all over his home already. Like, (laughs) Yeah, and and, you know, like, not that serial killers don't— Or or spontaneous, like, random murders, they do happen, but we we know more about them because they are random. The vast majority of, if you're a woman— Of violence People who are going to commit violence against you are your— current or former domestic partner. Yes. And if a, if a child's going to be abused, it's going to be someone in, in the, the family or yeah. known to the or, family, yeah. a priest, uh, someone yeah. who, a family friend. Right. Boys. Yeah. And that's like watching this where it's like, we have this ambient terror of strangers of that you could sort of- randomness. Yeah. And in our culture, we use it against specifically minorities in different ways. And yes. not just queer and trans people, but like- But like also, yeah, non-white people. and Yeah. Exactly. And watching this, it was like, this is like- now, again, it's like using actual violence to create narratives of violence to control groups of people. Meanwhile, I think I just thought, like, girl, that that guy's gonna just throw that folder away because he lives in your house. Unfortunately, um, you know, sorry to end on a bummer note, but um, you know, again, I'm something that we had to figure out as a society. How yes. do we talk about this? I yes. don't know. 
I don't know. I thought you were going to bring up, I've seen a TikTok trend where um, people, it's usually, again, it's white cis women, but I don't find this to be nearly as uh, politically spiny as Well, look, I understand, the, I understand I where she's coming from. It's more logic. like, it's almost like logic in the face of reality. Yes. That makes sense. But this is like, there's women who will make that like, they're like, if you are in an Uber or with a driver that you don't know and you feel like unsafe, like play this, like play this. It'll sound like a speakerphone call and they like give you prompts to be like, hey, are you almost there? If you're going home alone and you don't want someone to know. And it's this like, oh, okay, why don't you drop a pin and tell me your location? So like yeah. the driver hears all this, which I think is like actually a, a interesting use Absolutely. of the technology in terms of safety and is not excluding or trying to make victims of people who are not victims, but it's more like a safety device for anyone who is in the back of a car. And this is the fundamental, one of the final, many many fundamental issues of being a woman or more largely a femme person in the world is you don't know what, like most of the time it's going to be fine. And then when it's not, you're going to be blamed. Like you will be blamed. Like, well, why were you in the car? Like, why didn't you do something? Like, so why didn't you fight back? What? Yeah. (laughs) So it makes us hypervigilant. And also, these things do happen. So it's like, uh, it's on us to try to make logic of something that is inherently yes. illogical. Yes. So, yeah, that may, I think that's different, but to your point, yeah. and I, I would obviously it just feels like to do whatever this, they need to do to feel safe in this environment. I'm like, oh, if only these men had had. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And again, it's like, yeah, what men are taught about personal safety, what men are yeah. taught about the world and like their own self in the world. Yes. Um, you know, hey, we're going to figure it out. One horror movie at a time. No, <laughs> probably, probably we won't, but I no, don't know. not here. Yeah. And I love this movie. I thought this was uh, really great. Uh, fatal Mistakes, Allison. Sure. We kind of already talked about some of them, but. Fatal Mistakes. Well, I mean, a lot of these uh, men volunteering that they have no one that they, like, that will know they're gone. You <laughs> like, gotta don't, just say somebody knows where you are. Don't You know, tell, and that's true. If you're, if, this is for everybody. If everyone. you're a man listening to this, everybody listening to this, just lie. Lie to strangers. Lie. They don't know. Lie. Who cares? Yeah. Or, like, it seemed, I mean, and, and again, like, I don't know, like, the exact, like, scripted dialogue, but it seemed like they were just kind of, like, throwing that information out there without being asked. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. need to tell people every detail of your life, including whether or not you are going home to an empty house or not. Yeah. There, again, I think it's like, oh, how do I bond with a stranger? I'll be yeah, totally right. open and honest. Yes. And you don't know this person. Keep that guard up. Um, that being said, if yeah. Scarlett Johansson asked me to go home with her, yeah. if it was the actual Scarlett Johansson, I would say yes, because it's like, well, you're a celebrity. It's right? probably the Hamptons house. <laughs> if a woman is beautiful, a woman who looked like Scarlett Johansson pulled up in that van, that's the problem. You the don't van. A, van. a sedan, okay, maybe. Maybe. If you could, if you got eyes on everything that's happening in the car, but like a paneled, like no windows, like who knows what's back there? Oh, I would assume there's a bunch of people there that are going to rob Ready me or, to you, buy, yes. or steal my kidneys. You know yes. what I mean? Uh, the void alone, I would have absolutely assumed, I can't get, can't get into a big van. No. So was just been driving around? No. Um, other than that, I mean, the fatal mistake being human, I yeah. guess. <laughs> like becoming Existing. human. Existing, yeah. Yeah, the biggest mistake of all, everybody. And it is an inherently fatal mistake. Yes, of course. We will all die. Yeah. Um, where would you place under the skin on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. Well, I think having, like, some, set, like, you know, from the trailer, just seeing how it's shot, like, while it's so beautiful, it's also so scary. Yeah. 
um, like from a visual and an audio standpoint. I also think the baby scene is tough. Oof, it the really void. Is. I don't love the void. Yeah, you know, I just didn't love the void. It made me upset, as did the human slurry. So, I'm gonna give this a a six and a half. Um, well, luckily, the void loves you, Allison. So even if you don't love the void, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm gonna give this a seven. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I feel like watching it now. I really enjoyed it, but it's not scary. But seeing it in the theater, yeah. Fucked me I could up. See that. Like the yeah. kids, uh, obviously the baby stuff, but then the the um the visual of the void, I found so theater. unnerving. Yeah. Yes. yeah, this feels like definitely one that like have if you ever have the chance to see it in a theater, that is the viewing experience. Because like even watching something like I don't obviously I don't watch horror, but like watching things that are like thrillers or things that are meant to be kind of unsettling on TV, even just like dramas. There's something when you're watching it in your home, like, you can't create silence and darkness in the yeah. way that you can in a dark theater that that's much larger, that has, like, kept it, you know, this, I'm not going to hear sirens as easily in a theater. I'm not going to hear, like, right. other street noise and stuff like that. So, like, you can really, like, sit in the discomfort in a way that I could see this making this movie scarier. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe it was just, like, maybe I was just where I was at at the time, but I remember with the, it was the second time you see the baby crying, I thought, yeah, I don't know how much I'm more out. this I can fucking take. I'm out. Um, well, thanks, everybody. Hopefully, hopefully you get you really fucking worked up and horny. Horny. Listen, that's Nothing makes me hornier than a void. Mmm, the void. The void is so horny. Um, we And we, in turn, are horny for the for void. For the void. Um, thank you so much, as always, for listening, you guys. Yes. And Join yeah. us all month for more horniness. And um, we love you very much. We love you. And, and uh, please keep, keep it, it horny. Keep it horny for keep this month. This month, keep it, keep it horny. horny. Absolutely. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.